your menstrual cycle is dictated by your hormones and you have two key hormones. One is called estrogen and one is called progesterone. From your bleed until you ovulate, which is like the midpoint of your cycle, estrogen is your dominant hormone. Mm -hmm. From ovulation to your bleed, the second half of your cycle, progesterone is dominant. Mm -hmm. Now, estrogen is this fun and sociable and flirty and confident extroverted hormone. Progesterone is a complete and utter opposite. Progesterone, I call the sloth hormone, the mm. slowdown hormone, the kind of move back into yourself, the giving back to yourself, the softening. So in an energetic sense, you have two completely different halves of your cycle. Yeah. With estrogen, you're much more yang and doing. And with progesterone, you're much more yin and being and nourishing. So how do you do the same thing throughout both of those halves mm. of the cycle? Like your hormones are completely and utterly different. And then within those two halves, you have four phases. Welcome to the Female Leadership Collective podcast. I'm your host, Susie Clark. On the show, we're all about helping high-achieving women authentically find purpose and build fulfilling careers. I believe that the key to happiness is channeling our talents into something we really deeply care about. That's why I left my six-figure banking job in London, moved to Asia, and now run my own mission-led business in paradise. I found purpose and happiness in my life, and I want to empower you to do the same. On the show, we talk all things things leadership, career, entrepreneurship, mindset, femininity, anything and everything high achieving women go through on this journey of finding purpose in life. Hey everyone, just wanted to take a quick moment to tell you about my brand new Facebook group for the community. Um, So we've had so many new joiners recently. Um, It's amazing. It's a way that we can continue the conversation together all around corporate and starting an online business. And I can chat with you about all the topics affecting you. Um, And it's also a great way to meet other like-minded women who are in the same situation as you. You never know, you might find someone you can collaborate with or even a co-founder or something like that. It's completely private. So nothing that you post will be appearing on anyone's feed. So don't worry about that. Um, And I publish a video every Tuesday answering the members questions of the week um so come join us and say hi it's completely free and the link is in the show notes so today I've got an amazing woman on Laura she is a menstrual cycle expert and she used to work in corporate in marketing roles in London and I'm so I was so excited for this conversation because I I really really suffer when it's time of the month I have real really awful pain low energy I feel like a different person and I I now I have my own business I'm I control my my own schedule I really was interested in kind of matching my business to more of my cycle and and the times when I'm feeling really vibrant and energetic what kind of tasks can I be doing then versus when I'm on my period and I'm feeling really um, really kind of mellow and want to slow things down like what things should I be doing then and and I just feel like it's you don't want to be pushing I don't feel like I want to be pushing the same thing all the time anymore um, 
So I was so excited for this conversation and Laura goes into all the different phases of our cycle that we have as women, um, why um, and how we can match our business to our cycle. And also she gives um, tips as well if you're still in corporate of things that you can do. I know it's more difficult because there's not so much awareness in corporate um, around how like women's cycles affect them. Oh my God, it's fascinating. Some of this work she does as well. And we also delve into um, fertility and how being aware of your menstrual, menstrual cycle and the effects of things like being on the pill and, and stuff like that can affect your ability to actually um, conceive a baby and, and how Laura's actually helped some of her clients um, be, get, get more aware of their cycle and what's causing them stress and reducing that and and they've they've all successfully conceived which is so amazing like how powerful is that we really really aren't taught this stuff in schools we're never taught that it's that important to kind of um think about our cycles and even at the start you'll notice I've referred to periods and she corrected me and it's like no it's an entire cycle it's not just periods are just one stage of it so I'm so excited to bring you this conversation welcome Laura thank you so much for joining me today thank you for having me <laughs> um I'm so excited for this chat because I think it's so important um and and something that we don't talk about and we're not taught in schools and so I, I know I'm going to learn a lot from this yes, chat. <laughs> yes 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 I kind of have this like anger that's been turned into passion of exactly those points yeah. we're not taught about our bodies we're not taught about our menstrual cycles and actually I say menstrual cycle awareness is like the foundation for living your life as a woman and no one knows about it and yeah, it's crazy it's, it is crazy when you think about it and you think how impacting it is um but anyway let's start with an intro to I've got written here corporate Laura <laughs> <laughs> yeah Laura yeah. So, yeah walk us through and I like we were just chatting before and you said what did you say retired Londoner yeah I'm a retired Londoner <laughs> I had that in my Instagram I don't know if it's still there anymore but I had it in my Instagram bio for ages I like that I basically retired from London <laughs> I was walking down the road one day and I was like on my work phone, answering emails while listening to a podcast on my other phone, while like walking through grey London, not looking up at anybody. And I was just thinking, what am I doing with my life? Yeah, I've always been a traveller. I've always wanted to explore places. And I'm stuck in London, stuck on that like travel to London life. And after that day, I just started to open up the possibilities of what else there was. But I was working in corporate marketing um, for All Star Lanes, the bowling oh, brand. Yeah, yeah the bowling brand. And was fun, it was really fun. However, <laughs> I had worked in this like big corporate before and it's too corporate for me. And I wanted to go smaller. So I joined All Star Lanes thinking it's this, this like really cool brand, yeah. which it is. But the CEO at the time was so corporate and he wore a suit to work every day and he like cornered off his office and just made the whole environment not what I expected. I expected it to be like cool place where everyone wore trainers and it was really chill. There was all these old men in there with suits on. And I thought, oh, this isn't really it. And just the way that we were treated and I didn't feel like a human being and I never felt like my voice mattered. And I would sit in these meetings with men and just be like, what on earth are you talking about? Like, yeah. this is a ridiculous company. And so I just, to be honest, it was yoga that helped me to quit. I think I sort of pushed myself in London to stay in London because everyone else was. 
and my friends were happy and I thought well, why am I happy like I just need to get on with it and then I got into yoga and realized actually who I was and what I wanted and yoga kind of gave me the strength to go off on my own because mm. it was the first thing I experienced which was just for me I didn't need to go with my friends I didn't go in a group it wasn't like a night out thing it wasn't a sociable thing it was just like me and my body in yoga mm. and through that I got the confidence to be like this isn't what I want I don't, I don't who am I yeah. <laughs> like I remember my ex-boyfriend when I was in London said to me Laura I don't even know what you like anymore yeah and I was like I don't even know what I like yeah (laughs) who am I yeah so that was that was the end and then I sort of signed on this new path but it's like a journey from yang to yin this Mm -hmm. energetic yang of masculine of pushing of stress of disconnection from your body into kind of this journey of okay well who am I Mm -hmm. what am I here to do what do I even like doing and sort of slowing my life down enough to be able to realize that kind of thing yeah I think that's amazing and there's so many similarities with my with my journey as well I think saying that it started with yoga I think similar to me because yoga yoga class for some reasons like accepted in London and most other kind of um things on that level just are not yeah and um it's the first time where you do actually just you're just in the room with yourself and your thoughts and all of those things and we have that kind of time to ourselves which I think can really break the seal of not not channeling in if that makes sense yeah completely so okay so then um actually I quite like to focus on the transition from corporate to coming out of corporate like how did you quit your job how did you move to Bali like walk us through that as well I knew for a long time that I was going to quit and I remember sitting in meetings being like I'm not going to be here when that happens don't give a shit I'm not going to be here when that happens. <laughs> yeah. and no one else knew but I had this like internal thing and I was like I'm going to quit and um I went on a yoga retreat with my mum mm. and on that yoga retreat I, we were sitting around a circle and everybody was talking about how much they love their jobs and how much they love their lives mm. and I kind of was sitting there thinking I want that like yeah. I don't feel that at all like I have no inspiration back home I am not living in my purpose I don't want to be doing this job I don't know if I want to be in London I felt really stuck mm. and so that inspired me to be like I want to do my UK training like I want to teach yoga I remember the first time I got out of yoga class I looked at my mum and was like she took me she introduced me to yoga like, mom I need to share this like this is amazing I thought it was just breathing like it's yeah. so much more than just breathing and so I quit my job worked a three-month notice period in that three months I learned to love London again as you do when you don't feel yeah. tied to something anymore true and then I left um and went to India no. my mom actually came with me we did our yoga teacher training together oh that's yeah lovely. really cute um because she's she's the reason I got into yoga in the first place and so she was just like I'll come with you and I was like oh. okay mom let's do it bless her she was 60 years old so it's amazing yeah and then through that I stayed in India and I was just kind of like I think India is quite a transformational place and you don't come back from India the yeah. same when you see how other people live and just the culture and the people it it really changes something in you and that was it I was like I've retired from London I'm not going back there I can't um but I did six months later for a wedding and then I lived in London for another three or four months earning back the money that I'd spent and then I went to live on a yoga retreat in Spain and I kind of used my marketing experience for free Mm -hmm. accommodation and I did quite a lot of that for about a year and a half I um, they call it karma yoga so you go to a yoga center you, they give you free food you get free yoga you get free accommodation and then you share some of your skills back to them mm-hmm. so I did that for a while um and then I was in Australia I thought I was going to move to Australia 
I was like, I'm going to get a job in Australia. It's always where I wanted to be. I was in Melbourne. I was like, this is a great life. And then suddenly I just thought, this is the same shit, but a different city. Yeah. I'm carrying exactly the same issues from London, all the same things that my life's done, all the same questions that I have in myself. I need to do something else. Like I really need to change up my life and kind of go on a bit of a journey. Mm. And then six months later, I was living in a Hare Krishna community <laughs> in oh, Melbourne. Wow. Really weird. Australia was a bit like a spiritual journey for me. And that doesn't really happen in Australia. Um, it's normally backpacking up the yeah. East Coast with alcohol. Yeah. And so I, I actually, um, a friend of mine was in Bali. We met and crossed over. And then I went back to Australia. She went home and she saw a job at the yoga barn in Ubud in Bali. She's like, you should apply. It's marketing and yoga together. And I had all these other plans there. And I was like, no, I'm doing this, 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 this. Like, I don't live in Bali. Like, I'd been in Ubud and I thought this isn't really my place. Yeah. She's like, just do it. Like, what have you got to lose? So I applied. And as I was applying, I thought, oh, actually, I'd be really good at this job. And then I never heard from them. Typical Bali company vibes. And then two months later, I was back in my Hare Krishna community and... I had a phone interview the next day they offered me the job two months later I was living in Ubud oh it just kind of happened and it it was funny because it wasn't this like hell yes experience for me but I knew that I needed to do this and go through this experience in order to to start another chapter yeah and then yeah so I worked at the yoga one for a year and a half and then when COVID hit my job changed so much that I left and had gone full-time into um sharing mental cycle awareness and educating women about their bodies and Mm. It was never my intention. It was never like, this is what I'm going to be doing. It just happened. Yeah. And I think when that happens and it's just been in flow ever since, like it hasn't felt like a challenge to share this work. It hasn't felt like a challenge to get clients. It hasn't felt like a challenge to do anything. It's just really been very flowy. Yeah, that's amazing. And I'm, I'm excited to dive into all of the work that you're, you're doing at the moment. I, th- I think people can take uh, such a lesson from your journey to Bali in that, you don't necessarily need to know what what's on the other side of quitting your job like at least some idea but it sounds to me like you just sort of went with your intuition a little bit yeah. and then you know that opportunity of yoga barn probably wouldn't have come up if you were in Australia like would you have got that if you were still in your corporate job no, like probably 100%. not and I think that's it you had to I was drowning in my corporate job and in London not just in work but in London life yeah and how much you're just busy all the time. You, when do you sit with yourself and actually think, what do I want? Yeah. And I think a lot of people are scared to quit first. They're like, well, I'm going to have another job. But you don't have the space to think about what you really yeah, want so to true. do if you just get another job afterwards. Mm-hmm. You need to quit your job, trust yourself, and trust yeah. that things are going to work out. And have a month to just be like, what on earth do I actually want to do with my life? Yeah. Because really, like, work shouldn't define you because we're so much more than that but when you are on a path that's right for you work becomes part of who you are yeah it's like when you can share from joy and when you're helping other people like work isn't work because you love what you do so it's not like oh god I've got to get to the office today like I, I haven't had Monday blues for yeah for years and Sunday fear <laughs> so, yeah Sunday fear but got to do got my skills got come lunch got to do this really like life shouldn't be like that we are life is more than just having a job of going to somebody else's company to earn someone else more money like the harder I work the more money I earn yeah the harder I worked to my corporate job the more stressful I was nothing ever changed my bank balance they never said oh here you go Laura here's an extra grand because you worked overtime doesn't happen they don't care yeah yeah it's so true right so let's take the conversation to periods yes my <laughs> so favorite topic of conversation like I, I call you a periods expert like what what do I call you it's hard I really <laughs> didn't know for ages because I so I call myself a cycle awareness educator okay I think um because 
the thing is we only talk about our periods and period is a powerful word so I do true. use that a lot but your period is just the days that you are it. bleeding yeah, your menstrual cycle is from the day one you first flow bleed yeah until the day before your next bleed so we have this full entire cycle, mm-hmm. but we only talk about period because it's what you see. Yeah, You're, you so kind of, true. you can't miss bleeding. Yeah. <laughs> so you know when you're bleeding, but yeah. all the other signs that we're not taught about, you can still notice. We just have no awareness of them. So I call myself a yeah, cycle okay. awareness. So it's but my, my kind of passion, I suppose, is, is educating women on what happens inside of their body cycle after cycle after cycle, because mm-hmm. it impacts everything yeah so that's such a good point to make like because this is the thing we're not taught this stuff and I just think periods and it's so much more it's so much more than a period um so but first of all how did you like get into this so I just before I quit London and in hindsight I do think it was something to do with this but I came off the pill okay and I came off the pill. I really went on the pill for contraception. And to be honest, I thought it was cool. Like, I'm on the pill because I'm having sex. Everyone knows I'm having sex. It's like that. <laughs> yeah. Like, when you go on the pill, people know you're sexually active. Um, and I was lucky I only went on the pill at, like, 26. And I was only on it for two years. And I thought, this is not right. Like, I really don't feel like myself. Like, I don't know what's happening, but maybe it's the pill. And I would have awful fights with my boyfriend, like, three, uh, three days before. And I thought, well, I don't like this. So I came off. And that honestly was the start of me changing things within my life. Mm. Um, But my period never came back for a long time. And it got me thinking, what on earth has this pill done? Yeah. Why was it impacting my emotions so much? And where is my period? So I had, I came off the pill. And then three months later, I had, it was like giving birth to nothing, these pains. (laughs) I haven't given birth, but I imagine what it'd be like. And I couldn't leave the toilet. I was just like diarrheaing. basically wow. every half an hour I was in debilitating pains where I literally couldn't stand up I was just deep breathing for oh. hours and hours and I thought what on earth has just happened to my yeah, body oh my God. and then she my period went away again and so I had this one experience and then she disappeared mm. and so I just thought well what's going on and I'd been I'd traveled then after that and I thought maybe it's the travel and, and things but I start I had a period my first week in India and then my last week in India and then I was like, okay, she didn't come back again. And I went on this yoga retreat and it's where I moved to. It's called Surya in Spain. And I met this woman and she was the most embodied feminine woman I had ever met. And I started, she was talking a lot about periods and the menstrual cycle. And she introduced me to the work of inner seasons. Mm. And I was like, where's my period? Like what's happened? And she was talking to me about how your period needs to feel safe. Um, she needs to feel like you're grounded and kind of you're okay because she can't just come all the time. If you're moving around and you're stressed or things are going on or your body's gone through something like coming off the pill, there is a stress involved mm. that takes away your cycle. Um, and so I just started learning more about what happened, what the pill was, what actually happens and the fact we have a menstrual cycle because I only just thought it was a period. And I went to a workshop of hers and she taught me all about the inner seasons, which are your meant So you have winter, spring, summer and autumn every single month. Mm-hmm. and I sat in a room with like 15 women and we openly spoke about our periods and I'd never done that in my whole life and I started to notice and, and hear stories from women that made me realize how important our menstrual cycles were yeah the partner I was paired up with had lost her cycle since she broke up with a boyfriend and had never got it back so her heartbreak and what she went through through her heartbreak took away her period wow and so she was on this journey of kind of healing from that and I just started to learn about how important our menstrual cycles were 
and then living in alignment with your cycle. And that just started this journey of, okay, there is so much about my body I do not know about. Yeah. And it was the first real thing that I thought, God, I love this. And the woman, her name is Morella, gave me a book called Woman's Code from Alicia Vitti. Mm. And she's kind of the one of the sort of founders, I suppose, of, of bringing this work into the world. And I was obsessed with it. I used to buy it for my friends for like presents. And everyone was yeah. like, what is this? Lord? I was like, you've got to read it. It's amazing. Yeah. And then I started sharing what I'd learned with other people. And friends would ring me up and ask me questions. And it just became something that I did for myself and for friends when they wanted to come off the pill, when they wanted to have babies. And it wasn't until I moved to Chengdu and like I have I'm a gym goer but I hadn't really been going to the gym in Ubud I did lots of yoga and through traveling around I hadn't been a gym member and it wasn't until I changed Chengdu that I started going to the gym Mm -hmm. and I noticed how much women were pushing their bodies like day after day after day and how masculine some women looked and how exhausted they were and I thought they do not know about their menstrual cycles (laughs) like there is this whole group of women who don't know about the menstrual cycles because I think sometimes when you're so in it you forget that other people have absolutely no idea. Mm. And it was then that sparked my thought, like I need to share this. So I spoke to the guy who owns the gym and I ran a workshop. And then my friend, Sophie Dia, who is here, she has a big online platform called Move and Aspire. Mm. And she asked me to share it on her platform. And I was like, I don't want to do it online. Like, oh, I don't know about this. And she really inspired me to do it. And ever since then, it's just kind of moved from oh, there. I love that. So it just, it happened very organically. It's been something that I've carried with me for sort of been studying for like seven years and it's in the last two years that it's become more of a sharing yeah thing for me absolutely like what yeah what a story I love that and but it's also ironic because really we all should be that interested in it because it's something that happens to us you know so frequently I I think it's because we're not taught about it from a young age and there's so much else that goes on in our Mm -hmm. life a lot of women say to me Laura it's just something else to think about and we think so negatively about it, like it's an annoyance or it's almost like dirty and like things like this. And it's so awful because when you think about why we have a period and like how amazing it is that people can conceive kids and like the whole thing going on, you know, it's not dirty at all. It's not dirty at all. Like <laughs> women can grow humans inside of them. Mm. That's amazing. Like your body can grow human. Yeah. And so things are happening in your body every single month to prepare for that, even if that's not what you want, that particular cycle. And men don't have that. Mm. We have very different hormonal flows. So I think what angers me is how much we're taught about the body. Yeah. And about like your bones and your organs and your muscles and your structures and how things move and work within your body. But we're not taught about our hormones and our hormones are everything. They dictate everything (laughs) and affect every system of your body. And the man and woman's hormones are different. Mm. And so we're different. Yet women are being made to fit into this man's world. And it's not okay because now more than ever, we're seeing a rise of infertility, polycystic ovaries, fibroids, endometriosis, really big women's health concerns largely because of the stress in society the diets the stupid exercise programs the fasting fads the work culture that we have and the way we live our lives is so against the feminine flow yeah we can't show up the same every day our hormones change men have a 24-hour clock women are a 28-day cycle Mm. so it's it's incomparable the kind of the ways that we live our lives yet we're just told to be the same yeah. and live in the same world because it's a human world when actually we really need to start treating our bodies like the feminine body that they are yeah it's so true and I think for me I'm 
I've kind of I've been aware, more aware of this lately myself as well because I've tapped more into my feminine energy and that and I'm just trying to be more aware of things that I wasn't before mm. and so now like I don't know and I'm so excited to learn from you but I don't necessarily know what the different parts of the cycle means but I'm trying to pay attention to like the feelings and so last week for example like I was on my period so now I'm like no you you run your own schedule now you're not in corporate anymore if you want to slow it down you can you don't need to go to the gym if you really want to not do any social things you can and so I'm just almost like taking it as an excuse to slow down and I actually find it really hard to slow down mm. so in a way I really enjoyed it last week yeah. because it's like oh it's an excuse it's to an slow excuse. down and yeah. I never slow down and now now this week I'm you know come off now and I'm full of energy and I'm like ready to go it's funny to experience and feel these differences that I never noticed before and I'm sure you're gonna now back it up with yeah. by the science um, but it's an awareness you now have an awareness to what you go through yeah and I think the thing is with cycle awareness and tracking your cycle is that you will be feeling all these things anyway. Like if you're a woman who has an active menstrual cycle and you're not tracking, you will be experiencing this, but you're just not connected to it. Mm. So you think you may be grumpy all the time or hungry all the time or in a bad mood all the time or a bit lost all the time or whatever it is that you think is just a constant or anxious all the time or 24 seven all over the place, scatty all the time. It's going to be linked to your menstrual cycle. And then when you come into the awareness of it and start honoring it, you can be like, ah, my period week, I'm going to chill because I bet you didn't really feel that sociable. No, no. <laughs> I enjoyed the having an excuse to like eat some nice food that I never allow myself to do. Never allow myself to go yes. to the gym and just chill out and actually do how I feel for once. It felt a bit rebellious, but fuck it, I'm on my period. So it's fine. Yes, and I love <laughs> the thing is like menstrual cycle awareness and living in alignment with your cycle is being a rebel. Yeah. Because it's going against yeah. society. You're like, actually, hang on a second. My body doesn't want to do that. I'm bleeding. Mm. My body is shedding a lining. Yeah. I think when you think about what's happening during your period, you're like, oh, should I go to the gym on my period? I'm like, if you want, but like, no, why do you want to? Like, if you actually sunk into the feelings of your body, is that what you really want to do? Like, all yeah. of your energy is in your womb, helping her to contract and shed a lining that she's been building up. She's also realized she's not pregnant. There's so much going on yeah. on a kind of subconscious level that we need to start honouring. Yeah, it was this funny feeling that I'm like, it felt weird to change things just because I'm on my period. But then I remembered, no, I'm in pain as well. Like, mm. And also I'm the boss. Yes. I'm now the boss. I'm not in <laughs> corporate anymore. So if I want to only work a couple of hours today, I suffer the repercussions of that. And if I'm fine with that, that's fine. Yeah. Well, what you then start yeah. doing is the more you track and the more you start living in alignment with each phase, which is each season, you will never suffer the repercussions because you'd have prepared. Mm, so okay. you'll be doing your work here in your follicular phase so that when you come to your luteal phase, you're able to slow down because you've pre, you've like, you've helped future you. Yeah. Like each phase is about helping the future. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So let's go into this because I've heard so many girls here in particular in Bali talking about um, linking their business to their cycle. Yeah. And I, I don't really know what's involved in that and like what different times are better. And so can you just walk us through that, like the different phases and what that means linking your business to your cycle. Okay. So this is like huge. Day, this is huge. Uh, this is a day <laughs> podcast. Yes. Let me let me okay summarize. So your menstrual cycle is dictated by your hormones, and you have two key hormones. One is called estrogen, and one is called progesterone. 
from your bleed until you ovulate, which is like the midpoint of your cycle, estrogen is your dominant hormone. Mm -hmm. From ovulation to your bleed, the second half of your cycle, progesterone is dominant. Mm -hmm. Now, estrogen is this fun and sociable and flirty and confident extroverted hormone. Progesterone is a complete and utter opposite. Progesterone, I call the sloth hormone, the mm -hmm. slow down hormone, the kind of move back into yourself, the giving back to yourself, the softening. So in an energetic sense, you have two completely different halves of your cycle. Yeah. With estrogen, you're much more yang and doing. And with progesterone, you're much more yin and being and nourishing. So how do you do the same thing throughout both of those halves mm -hmm. of the cycle? Like your hormones are completely and different. And then within those two halves, you have four phases matched to seasons. So you have your menstrual phase, which is when you're bleeding, which is your inner winter. So if you think about how you live in wintertime and the external season, you're warm, you sit by the fire, yeah, you eat more co like comforting, <laughs> nourishing food. You really only spend time with maybe those people you live with or your close yeah. friends and family. That's your winter in your period life, cycle life. Then you have your inner spring, which is your follicular phase, which is when estrogen, this sociable hormone starts to rise. And so we're sort of rebirthing into spring. Mm. The grass is growing. There's like new lambs, there's new flowers. Everything's kind of rebirthing into the yeah. world. You are rebirthing. That's you are currently right rebirthing. Now. Yes. <laughs> today, I feel like that's today. It's nice. You're like, hello world. Yeah, I love it, I do. Because <laughs> your estrogen starting to rise. So rather than this innerness that you have in your bleed, estrogen is taking you back out into the world. Mm -hmm. She rises and then she peaks just before ovulation. Ovulation is really the star of the menstrual cycle. So we talk about our periods because we see our blood. We never talk about ovulation apart from if you want to have a baby. But actually ovulation is the key marker of your menstrual cycle. And you can see ovulation because you have wet fluid in your pants. Right much more to talk about on that but look out for wet stuff in your pants it means it's the most fertile time of the month and it's your peak it's ovulation and there is kind of your inner summer so you think about summer in the world you're in pub gardens you're not wearing as many clothes you feel more confident you're a bit more sparkly that's how you feel at ovulation and then the second half of the cycle which is called the luteal phase is your wind down so progesterone takes center stage progesterone is not sociable and extroverted and out there in the world progesterone is much more inner and progesterone is in autumn so how do you feel in autumn you kind of start going in a little bit you start going into hibernation you start nesting and that's the energy to take into your luteal phase so there's four seasons and four phases and each one I call them the four you's because you are a different version of yourself in every yeah. single phase like you're always you but you just have these different characters that come out because of your hormones yeah God, it so makes sense. It, it really doesn't. It, some people are like, it's too much to think about. But actually, like when you understand who you are in each one of the phases, you can start to edit your life. So back to your question, how we relate that into work, very dependent on kind of the jobs you have. But if you're in a corporate world and you are made to go to the office every day at nine and you finish it, no one finishes at five, so yeah. you finish at seven. Um, you probably don't take a lunch break. You probably drink a lot of coffee. You probably reach for sugary snacks. You're probably quite stressed. You have lots of deadlines and you try and show up the same to work every single day. You wake up the same time. You have the same morning routines. You have the same work routines. You probably have the same evening routine day after day after day. But you aren't the same every day. Your body needs different stuff from you. Yes. Your confidence changes. Your brain changes your digestion changes, your confidence changes, your want to be with other people or not changes, the kind of tasks you can focus on change. So 
when you start feeling into how you are in each one of the phases, you can be like, right, okay, how do I look at my work and look at my tasks over a cycle? So if you're running a project, when you're bleeding, you're much more inner. You've just had your past cycle. It's a really good time to really reflect on what's been going on. Am I happy in my job? Mm-hmm. Do I like what I'm doing? Um, what's been going on that I could maybe change? What goals do I want to have for the next cycle? And what do I need to work on from last cycle? That kind of like inner time to journal and listen to intuition to kind of figure out what's going on. And then as you're rising up, you've got this energy. So you've got this excitement for life again. You've got this excitement to what's going to come, excitement for new projects, for planning things that are going to, mm. you're mapping out like a big vision of where you want to be. You feel much more creative, much more sociable. So time to have team meetings and maybe network and run presentations, um, write creative copy, like plan out all your reels mm. or whatever it is that you kind of do. Because then when you go into a luteal phase, when you wind in again, you're not going to want to talk on camera. You're not going to want to run a, run big presentations. You're much more suited to be working on your own, on yeah. focused tasks, on like, like planning stuff out and doing Excel spreadsheets, on doing your invoices and sorting out those nitty gritty bits to kind of tie off the cycle to then rebirth into the next cycle. If you try and push against your hormone flow, you feel it. Like I've just launched a course and... I've been running my course weekly because it's the first time I've done it. And I've had to delay a week because I could not show up with the same energy I wanted to in the week before my bleed. And I thought I can do it, but I'm not going to be delivering to my students the the best quality that they can have. And so I had to listen to my body because I was like, I just want to be in and I want to plan and I want to write and I want to do different stuff. I do not want to be talking on camera. Yeah. So I switched it around and then I recorded three days after I bled when estrogen was rising and I felt so much better and I could deliver such a better video because my hormones were helping yeah at least you're leading my example <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> I thought Practi- God, I should I, do it anyway I practice what I preach yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah oh god it makes so much sense and you know what I think that's the reason why when I was in corporate um we we don't set ourselves up for success because I you know, I would have all these goals, get up at six and go to the gym before work. And I would keep that up for only so long. And that's probably why, because it was in that first phase. Yeah. And then when you're in the, the autumn phase, that's going to be so much harder. And that's probably when I start to like not do it anymore. But yeah. then I get on, get down on myself that I'm lazy, that I'm all these things. Mm. And, you know, but it's not, it's because you literally have different um drivers in your body Uh, 100% yeah and I think that's a it's a really big thing to learn because I feel like mental cycle awareness is so important in kind of fitness and diet I hate the word diet I don't think anyone should ever diet food yeah (laughs) but we try and do these things every day and actually waking up six in the morning go to the gym maybe it's amazing your follicular phase because you're like boom I'm out of bed I'm ready for the day yeah but you are going to notice that you find it 10 times as hard to wake up six in the morning in your luteal phase. And you're not lazy. You're just a hormonal woman who's got progesterone more dominant than estrogen. Mm -hmm. So actually if you could skip the gym in the morning and go for a softer thing on your lunch break, like your body isn't geared up to the same exercise or cycle. And if you do it, it's not going to help. I need to go to the gym. I need to push myself, even though I'm tired. And you're like, is it really going to help you if you're yeah. trying to like hammer your body at the gym? Why don't you just go for like a gentle jog or a walk or do some yoga? Like, why do you feel like you have to be pushing and challenging? And it's really because it's what the world tells you to be. Yeah. If you skip the gym for a day, you're lazy. Like personal trainers who have no idea about the female cycle. Mm-hmm. Come on, you did this last week. Do the same. What's wrong with you today? And it's yeah. like, I'm in my luteal phase. Yeah, <laughs> that is the reason. And yeah. you can't like 
women have to have different routines. So you need to have a routine for menstrual, for follicular, for ovulatory and for luteal. We don't work like men. We can't have the same routines every day. Our body cannot do it. We are not linear. We are flowing beings. And we really need to start honoring that because if not, like infertility is going to be going up and up and up. Like the amount of women that come to me struggling to conceive. Mm. And it's it's painful to, to kind of hear what they go through and the lack of support that yeah. we have out there in the world. And knowledge of it as well. And also it's not just like us. Our doctors don't have a clue. Yeah. Our personal trainers don't have a clue. Our therapists, our coaches, like the people we go to for help do not understand our cycles. They understand humans mm-hmm. or what particular part of the, the, if it's fitness, it's the human body. Yeah. We're not, we're not men. <laughs> I different. think I'm, I'm so intrigued. My sister's a doctor. I'm so intrigued to ask her Ooh, what, yeah. how they were taught on women's health because I expect that in medicine, like I expect that women's health is like a module. <laughs> It's one hundred percent not, <laughs> but like, or, or at least just a module. Instead of like, when you think about it, fifty percent, you know, around fifty percent of people are women. So it should be featuring on the entire curriculum because half of the patients they see are women and you can't put everybody in the same bucket for things no so I am intrigued to see because I'm sure that's probably the problem is that they're taught from a blanket method which is probably very 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 um on the masculine kind of side yeah um and that's probably why I mean, it's also crazy. it comes into this, I've been hammering this on my Instagram recently, but there's so much gender bias out there mm. because we live in a patriarchy. We yeah. live in a world dominated by men, yeah. ran by men, <laughs> for men. And was created. And also, was created, like... yeah. And the man's hormone system, the 24-hour clock, is much easier to test on because if you test him at three o'clock every day for a mm. week, really like in a general blanket sense, the same shit's going to be going on in his body. You test a woman every day on a Tuesday at three, you've got to do that every yeah. month of the, every phase of the cycle probably for three cycles to really understand the impact on her body mm-hmm. more time more money more resource therefore they don't do it it's like we test it on men and maybe like three women in their follicular phase we say it's good for everybody and then women do it example intermittent fasting example keto diet example mm-hmm. hit training like great for a woman in a certain part of her cycle but not all the time yeah so true so true um so in terms of this pairing your business to your cycle and um, what was going on in my mind when you were saying so the certain part where you're you're okay to be on camera and you're doing presentations is like a trick to kind of batch all of your videos in that week for yeah, example 100%. And then, um and then later on you've got all the videos you need to spread them out over the month and then maybe it's like scheduling it per week yeah and also then you can use the powers of each phase so each phase has a superpower and just because you're not as confident and sociable in the second half of your cycle doesn't mean it's a crap time Mm. you might batch make all your videos and write a few bullet points to what you want to be saying and then you might want to use the second half to fill in the gaps and then plan them all and pencil them in and structure it all because Mm. that's when your brain is way more focused I find that when I'm in my most extroverted social kind of estrogen high, mm. I'm also so scatty and I have like a hundred tabs open on my laptop and I don't finish off a project because I'm like, oh, and then this, and then this, and then this, and then this, and I've got all these ideas floating around, yeah. but then I have well, to write down everywhere. And yeah. when I'm in my luteal phase, I get to actually focus on how I map it out. Yeah. So it's trying to, yeah, well, you've got to help yourself basically. And yeah. 
It just comes into having the awareness, figuring out how you feel in each phase. Because for some people, maybe they feel more comfortable in the luteal phase. For some people, they feel more comfortable in the um, follicular phase. It really is an independent experience and a unique experience. So definitely like working out what works for you and then mapping out your cycle with different tasks across mm. the cycle. I think I'm going to do some journaling based on like how I feel on each yeah. phase this time and see and have a look back on it and see. Because I, I can see the benefit of like, like you like going back to when you're on your period and um, you slow it down so you don't necessarily get as much done. But if you can actually, if it's not about quantity each day, if it's about working smarter, then I can see how actually you can use it to your advantage all these things yeah. you know you can actually have a more productive output if you if you feel really aligned and really good about what you're doing when you're doing well it. yeah because it comes out like you were talking about the four-hour work week like yeah. we don't need to be working eight hours every single day yeah. so on my on day one of my bleed is very much a me day and I might do a little bit if I feel like I want to but from bed mm-hmm. um but if I was to sit from nine o'clock until five o'clock day one of my bleed I would probably do one hour of productive work Mm -hmm. so what's the point I've sat here trying all day or I've been trying to do presentations in my luteal phase for a day or I've been trying to prepare something that my body isn't aligned my brain isn't aligned to do it's kind of a waste of your time I think we feel too bad about saying I'm just going to do two hours today and then I'm going to focus on something else yeah so it's your it's it's quantity over quality yeah so you don't have to work all the hours of the day there's other stuff you can be doing. And if you do work around your cycle, then maybe in your bleed, it's three hours a day. Mm. And then maybe you give yourself a good hour, two hours to rest, to do some yin yoga, to like nourish your body because you need the energy to then birth into the new cycle. If you push yourself all bleed and you're burning off all your energy doing other stuff, you are just going to be exhausted. Mm. Cycle, up a cycle, up a cycle. So yeah, you can go to the gym, you can challenge yourself, you can go to work, you can go out partying, fine but you are going to suffer yeah every single cycle because your body needs to re- recuperate her energy so rest in your bleed yeah don't go to the office try and work from home and I know that lots of workplaces don't allow this kind of stuff and hopefully there is some shifts happening but mm-hmm. it's about women standing up for themselves and having strong boundaries and strong self-worth to be like I can't do that mm. like <laughs> I totally agree and I think like this is the thing I feel so grateful now that I I have my own online business so that I can make these decisions back when I was in corporate there are some limitations to that unfortunately like the world like we said is still set up it was the, the the corporate world we're in was still created by men we're not quite there yet it's still you know quite a recent thing that we have entered the workplace we didn't build it um so yeah I think it's such an amazing benefit to being able to run your own business to choose these things yeah because also as well as the the corporate world being run by men it's also run if it's with women very very masculine women yeah this is exactly you find that when you start talking about this work in terms of kind of having a day off for your period or honoring your cycle mm-hmm. there's a lot of women who are like no 
that's anti-feminist. We need to be this. We need to be fighting for equal rights. Yeah. And there's a quote I always use from a TED talk called "Ending the Workplace Taboo," and it says equality isn't about ignoring the differences of your body. Mm-hmm. Like, ignore, it, um, equality is like honoring those differences yeah. and fighting for equality anyway. Yeah, we can do exactly the same as men. Yeah, but we need to take our bodies into consideration, or all we're going to do is hurt ourselves. Mm. And it's like maybe, yeah, it, too almost. It sounds extreme, but it's not like maybe an advantage is getting a woman to do some really amazing creative tasks in the part of the month that she's really creative and you you could she could create some magic like, yes absolutely you know, magic. it could be an advantage yeah. these things. um okay so it's like three minutes to two o'clock <laughs> honestly this is a day there's a yeah. day worth of content but here. one thing and i've learned so much already and i'm excited to try it out but um one thing I did want to cover was the fertility stuff, the pregnancy okay. stuff, because this isn't something that I've personally dealt with yet. Um, but I know some of my friends have, and women talk about this a lot. And and I hear very commonly that people um, don't have periods for a long time after they come off the pill. Yeah. So I would love to just hear your take on, you know, why why is infertility rising? Why are all these things rising? And what work do you do that, helps women overcome is that the right word I'm not sure but what work do you do in this field I think fertility is something that I sort of shied away from at first because Mm -hmm. I haven't had a baby myself Mm -hmm. but it's become such a potent topic with the women that I work with that I've decided to kind of open up to this education more I think it comes down to education Mm -hmm. we live a world in a world where we're not educated about the female body we're just expected that when we want to have a baby, we can have a baby because that's what the female body does. But thousands of years ago, when we lived off the land with the sunlight, when we ate food that grew rather than in factories and we had animals that we um, reared, is that the right word? (laughs) Reared ourselves. And we didn't live in this kind of individualistic society that we have. We were in community, like the world was different. And so women could have babies way more easily. We were much more aligned with the moon and the moon cycle. Today, we have chemicals in near enough everything that we use. We have blue lighting. We have incredible amounts of caffeine, booze, drugs, stress. Stress is the biggest factor in our cycles and everything roots back to stress like Mm. never underestimate stress on your body because it's everything and what I find is there's women living in this masculine world who are like six days a week at work gymming all the time not eating enough food wanting to look a certain way so like hammering and challenging their body on the pill and they're like cool I want to have a baby come off the pill and some people get pregnant straight away Mm. some bodies aren't that impacted the majority are completely impacted. So you come off the pill and your period doesn't come back or you discover you've got endometriosis or you discover you have PCOS or you never ovulate. You don't ovulate for the next year. You can't ovulate. If you don't ovulate, you don't have a baby. And so where I think sort of where my work is going is stress because stress and also connection to your body, Mm. connection to your womb. When is the last time you touched your womb or thought about your womb or, or saw your period as anything other than a bleed? Never, never, never. Like womb meditations, just like that simple act of breathing. Like in yoga, they say breathe into your belly. I say breathe into your womb. Like take it deeper, like breathe into what makes you, you Mm. and your womanhood. Um, So, well, one thing is education. Like we only really think about our ovulation when we want to have a baby some women don't even know the amount of women who've said to me I've been trying to conceive for 
for a year. I'm like, okay, when's the last time you ovulated? I don't know. Yeah. So you can oh, only get scary, pregnant when you ovulate. It? Yeah. And I also hate the word trying. Mm. I switch that to being open to have a baby because the word trying for me comes with stress and expectation and disappointment and pressure in your relationship so I kind of switch it to be like we're open to having a baby and it doesn't become the centerpiece of your life you have to stay focused on other stuff and just understanding your menstrual cycle like it doesn't just happen that you have sex and have a baby yeah like I know that's what we've been led to believe. And yes, there are some people that that happens to, but it's a miracle. Having a baby is a miracle. You have like a five day window, like your egg will last 24 hours. The sperm lasts five-ish days. Mm. There's that really short window where a sperm can meet an egg and fertilize and have a baby. Mm. It's not every day. We're on the pill every day. We don't need to be on the pill every day. We can't get pregnant every day. So starting to track your cycle, starting to understand your own cycle can help you understand where, if there's any issues, there are issues. Mm. If you are ovulating, when you ovulate. So you can actually start to kind of be proactive in your fertility and having a baby. Mm. And I think it comes, no one supports you. And a lot of women just want to talk to me about it and share what's going on because they don't have anyone else to talk to. They Mm. go to a fertility specialist or they go to the doctor. Doctor says, I have no idea what's going on. Go to a fertility (laughs) specialist. Fertility specialist says, cool, you're not ovulating, take Clomid or go to IVF. Really? There isn't much holistic advice out there. And actually like eat more fats, eat more healthy fat food to help your eggs, eat more um, your omega-3s, eat more food. Like many of us are calorie deficient because we want to be skinnier or we're told that we shouldn't eat carbs or we're told that we need to skip this or we do these ridiculous diets. And the female body needs so many nutrients. Mm. Your stress levels, like your coffee intake, your alcohol intake, the amount of hours you are asleep, the amount of hours you're at work, how happy you are in your relationship, how happy you are in your life. Like, do you have any space in your life for a baby? Like all this stuff Mm. matters and we never think about it. So it's kind of like trying to look at your life as a holistic way. And I have five pillars. So it's nutrition, it's movement, it's your work life, it's your self-care and it's your relationships. And you need to look at all of those five pillars to prepare yourself to have a baby. And I feel really proud and happy because every woman I've worked with who's been on this journey has had a baby. That's amazing. So there's lots of like little cycles That's of awareness babies. So and powerful. Three of them uh, I were IVF for their first baby. And then they were told they couldn't have kids naturally. And now they've all got natural oh babies. Oh my God. <laughs> and wow. it's, it's, it, it, it sort of makes me well up because it's yeah, like. Yeah, me too. <laughs> it's, it's, it's all they've ever wanted and no one's ever helped them before. Wow. And it comes down to how you talk to your body, how you connect to your body, how you live aligned with your body and how you think and talk about your womb and what your womb is doing for you. Mm. And it's, yeah, it's it just, it, it's, there's so much to having a baby that no one talks about. Yeah. There's so much to our bodies that no one talks about. And the earlier you can track your cycle, the better place you're going to be in to have a baby and also to enter the menopause. Lots of work's going on in the menopause at the moment, which is incredible. But if we understood our cycles beforehand, our transition would be easier because we understand what's going on. So no matter where you are in your life, no matter if you want a baby or you never want a baby, no matter if you're about to go through menopause, if you're in menopause, if you're young and having such a period yet, like cycle awareness is something you really need to learn because it underpins everything and it will support you in every single transition you have through life Mm. as a woman. It's so true. That's such an amazing story that Mm. they ended up conceiving and having. I get sent pregnancy tests and I'm like, oh my God, like there's one client I've been working with and um, I'm waiting for her to get past the safe mark before I share anything because she sent me something to share and I thought, no, like we're waiting until this is 
this is where you're going. And I have every, every single part of my body knows that she's going to yeah. have this baby. She's very doubtful because of her own experiences, mm. but she shares that with me and we can talk about it and we can change her mindset and we can, and there is a support and she's just about to pass a three month mark. Mm. And I cannot wait until she's like yeah. sending me pregnancy photos and she's got this big bump and it's, 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 it's a miracle. Yeah, like having a baby is a miracle and it deserves so much more attention. And it's not being a feminist saying women can't do that and women need to soften. And, but it's just, it's it's a fact. Yes, like it's literally a yes, fact of I'm life. I'm so glad you said that. I feel listening to you talk about that like sparked something in me in the sense that um, like women's bodies are so intuitive and like we're the ones that grow this baby inside mm. of us. And I imagine that if our bodies feel like we're not in a safe space it's not gonna happen and that that not being in a safe space doesn't necessarily need to be like physically where we are like it's it's the stress it's the stress about if we know oh my god I'm gonna be shoved into that gym class every single day this is not a safe space like I imagine that that has to have some effect on the body traction we're not ready for this yeah well stress Stress robs you of your fertility, stress robs you of your cycle, stress robs you of ovulation, mm-hmm. because when you are stressed, the same biochemical reaction happens inside of your body that happened thousands and thousands of years ago when our stress response kicked in to help you run for your life and save your mm-hmm. life. So we used to run, burn off all the extra adrenaline and then shake, all, shake out all that stress and come back to balance, come back into our parasympathetic nervous system. Mm-hmm. Now, when we receive a stressful email, when we drink too much coffee, when we hit ourselves at the gym too much, we're not eating enough food, when we have a fight with a partner, when we're sitting in a traffic jam, the same chemical reactions happen inside of our body. And when your body is stressed running for its life, the last thing it wants to do is have a baby and also do a poo. So when you're stressed, (laughs) your digestive system and your reproductive system, all the attention and the energy diverts away from them to save your life. And that's happening to most of us on a daily basis. So if you're not ovulating, I think you should look at your stress levels Mm. and look at what you can do every day to de-stress your system to make your body feel safe because stress is not a safe place for us to be. We need to be in our parasympathetic nervous system for our body to feel safe enough to have a baby. Yeah, yeah, and safe enough to go, oh, okay, I can support another living being inside of me now. And I've got enough food in me to nourish two beings and I'm not at the gym every day and I learn how to rest myself and... Yeah, there's so much out there that's just like anti-feminine body. And I look at women now and I'm thinking, you do not have a period. Yeah. (laughs) Like you cannot be ovulating and there's nothing, you can't, you're not a fertile woman. Like we all want to be fertile women, whether you want to have a baby or not. And that's the thing that's in people, I don't want to have a baby, so I don't care. I don't want to have a baby, so I don't have a child cycle, like whatever. But ovulation is hormone balance because you can only produce progesterone, which is that hormone in the second half when you ovulate. Mm. And if you're not ovulating, you're right. going to be an estrogen dominant. So it's, I mean, yeah, there's, you That's just want to be ovulating and you want to be bleeding cycle after cycle after cycle, no matter what you want for your life, because a healthy menstrual cycle with ovulation at the midpoint is being a fertile woman. Mm. And fertile is, of course, to have a baby, but fertile is also to live a fertile life of opportunity, of growth, of new relationships, of mm. new projects, of like new things, but in other ways than just a baby so whether you want a baby or not this work is incredibly important yeah god what a thing to end on I know <laughs> but like I track your cycle I think yeah just having that natural balance that we were given we were given uh, like how many times <laughs> do you hear sense. people say oh, I just need more balance in my life 
I just need more balance. Your menstrual cycle energetics, yin and yang balance is your natural balance every single cycle. You just have to learn to listen to it. Yeah, I feel like there are so many epiphanies. People (laughs) listening to this now, which is so great. And I think it's so, I'm like, it's it's amazing. Why do we not? I don't know about it. I know. Because understanding your menstrual cycle and living in alignment is power. And they don't want us to be powerful. Yeah, yeah. They, those beings above us. (laughs) Um, But thank you so much for coming on and sharing your wisdom. And like, like, no wonder you're like, I've got to do this work. Yeah, no wonder. Um, But where can the listeners find you? Find the course? Like everything going on. So um, over on Instagram, my Instagram is Laura j w i l e k s underscore so laura wilkes underscore and that's where i share most of my stuff um and through there you can link on to i run monthly cycle circles which is a chance for women to come together and just chat about a topic uh last time we did the patriarchy and um this month we're going to be doing all about kind of the, the cycle basics um i also run a course called get to know your cycle which is like a foundation course i suppose and it's it's super accessible and it's just six weeks of education to really take you into how you live in alignment with your cycle. And I've got 18 women on at the moment and it's mm. the light bulb moment of their experiencing is like, yes. And they're like, Oh my God, it's so good to track and align and understand why things are happening. And I'm just so happy like, watching these women have this journey. Yeah. So the next one was supposed to start in September, but I'm going to bring it forward because I've got so much interest. Wow. So um, that'll be launching probably in the next couple of weeks for the second time. So everything you can find on my Instagram and then it'll link to my website from Amazing. there. Amazing. That's so exciting. And I'll link the show notes as well. So you can go and click on them. And I know my dog Carla is very excited about that. <laughs> yeah. She, she was barking in support whilst you were telling Female things. empowerment. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much for coming on, Laura. Thank you. Hey everyone, just wanted to take a quick moment to tell you about my brand new Facebook group for the community. Um, So we've had so many new joiners recently. Um, It's amazing. It's a way that we can continue the conversation together all around corporate and starting an online business. And I can chat with you about all the topics affecting you. Um, And it's also a great way to meet other like-minded women who are in the same situation as you. You never know, you might find someone you can collaborate with or even a co-founder or something like that it's completely private so nothing that you post will be appearing on anyone's feed so don't worry about that Um, and I publish a video every Tuesday answering the members questions of the week Um, so come join us and say hi it's completely free and the link is in the show notes